I think for me, like, around women that I find myself attracted to, it's always because, like, I feel safe around okay. them. There's this idea of security. Mm. But for males, it's like, the, ooh, they're hot. <laughs> like okay, okay, yeah. okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So you don't find females hot. Hi everyone, welcome to episode 8 of Spectrum Podcast, your safe space for LGBTQ plus voices, stories and dialogue. I'm your host, Jamie Nones. So, 23rd September is Celebrate Bisexuality Day and, you guessed it, what we're gonna do today is celebrate someone who's bisexual. My guest today is Solicia, a 22-year-old Singaporean female who identifies as bisexual. She's attracted to both men and women, she has dated men, and she's currently in a relationship with a quote-unquote gold star lesbian. Interestingly, Licia presents as a little more masculine or androgynous, and so our conversation tackled gender-conforming social constructs, myths and stereotypes people often have about bisexuals, and her own experiences and discrimination she has faced from both camps, the gays and the straights. We also touch on the struggle of reconciling her faith and belief in Christianity with being true to herself. I really enjoyed this unfiltered conversation as bisexuality is another often misunderstood group that's even vilified by some people. This conversation challenged some of my own personal prejudices and beliefs about bisexuals. And I even share a little bit about my secret envy of bisexuals. I hope you enjoy this episode. And to any bisexuals listening in right now, happy Celebrate Bisexuality Day to you. Hi, Alicia. Welcome to the show. Hi, Jamie. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, thanks for coming on the show and being so open to, to talk openly about this. I think the most interesting thing is that, you know, I, I feel like bisexuals are very misunderstood. What do you think? Um, yeah, I think um, even as um, we progress to being more open and um, being more welcoming and queer affirming, I feel like there has been a lot of misconceptions about bisexual people. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of um, unhealthy stereotypes that are held against bisexual people. Mm-hmm. And um, one of those stereotypes are actually that um, bisexual people cannot make up their mind mm. or like bisexual people are just super frivolous because we can sleep with whoever we want because mm. we like both anyway. Um, yeah, and then like, like you know, there's just always this thing like, oh, don't date a bisexual, they'll cheat on you. Yeah, which I think is like complete utter nonsense. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. so that's very funny and interesting, right? Because a lot of my friends listening to this, some of them lah, uh-huh. may know about my perspective about bisexuals since okay. I was young also. Okay. So I'm not the biggest fan. Okay. <laughs> and I used to say certain things as well and have mm-hmm. certain perspective mm-hmm. which are not so nice. <laughs> so yeah, so but but of of course as I grow older, like, you know, I expand my mind, expand my horizons and mm-hmm. realize like you know, it's not right to look at it in that kind of very skewed way. Mm. So, I mean, that's why I invited you here today so that we can chat about it okay. and remove all the stereotype, remove all the, you know, the the stigma around, like, bisexuals and mm. let's talk about it openly. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How did you first discover you were bi? Um, I first discovered I was bi when I, actually, when I was pretty young. 
I actually came to know about my sexuality very early on in life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was around primary school when I realized that, um, like, I held certain feelings towards a male classmate of mine. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't exactly think that, like, you guys are disgusting and mm-hmm. like men kind mm-hmm. of thing. But like, I just, I had, I was able to find um, male. Attractive okay. Like I think they're cute right. Funny, charming uh-huh. Might even be attracted to them Okay um, But on the other hand I also Find myself um, Developing feelings For my female friends mm-hmm. And I think when You're that young Like around P3 You don't say like Oh I'm in love with you Or what It's mm-hmm. just kind of like the You like being around that person You enjoy their company mm-hmm. And like At that point It was my best friend mm-hmm. And I just couldn't explain it But I just really liked Being around her yeah. I constantly wanted To be around uh-huh. her Just kind of like Following her around Like a little puppy uh-huh. But like While I was Having that those feelings uh-huh. um, Of like puppy love I also found myself Thinking that um, This male classmate Was like pretty cute Okay And so at that point I was just like Oh Super confused Right, right. Yeah Okay but I think It's interesting right That you mentioned that you found the classmate, your male classmate, attractive, mm. and you were like attracted to the person. But then you mentioned also the female one; it was feelings. Mm. So I find that kind of interesting. Okay. Like, was there a distinction? Like, where, did you know that actually? Okay, actually, maybe the 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 girl classmate you were not actually attracted to her, but it was feelings that you mm. were having. Was it like that? Mm, I think for me, like around women that I find myself attracted to. It's always because like I feel safe. Um, okay. And there's this idea of security. Mm. But for males, it's like the ooh, they're hot. <laughs> like okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So you don't find females hot? I do. <laughs> I do. I find females hot. But it's just like I think for males, like I just yeah. find it a teeny tad harder to um be emotionally attracted to them. Like it is possible. Like if uh-huh. like we start off as friends first or whatever, yeah. but. Like, when I look at a guy, I don't think, like, oh, he's going to make a great boyfriend. I'll just be like, oh, kind of cute, lah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But but it is sexual feelings, lah. Yes. It is a sexual attraction. Definitely. Interesting. Interesting. Mm. Would you say you lean more towards any one gender? Or... Yeah. Funny thing is, I actually lean more towards... Um, being attracted to females. Okay. Yeah, and actually, um, I never, I never really told anyone this lah. But I was very aware of my sexuality, like coming to P five and P six because that was when um I started having more access to the internet. Mm-hmm. And so like I remember like there was I just there was just this girl that I had like feelings for, and at that point it wasn't my best friend anymore lah. Mm. It was just a a senior which I really really admired. Mm. And then so um, I went on to Google right mm-hmm. And then I went to Google Why do I have feelings For a female mm-hmm. And then like You have to imagine Like 8-bit Google Okay Was it even Google Or was it Bing Who knows <laughs> Yeah And then like There was just like Trashy 80s looking surveys Right And I did all of them And then suddenly oh. um, Then one of them Like had very like Graphic Yeah the, tra- the graphics Is like confetti And like the PowerPoint kind of Okay It's like You are gay So oh. I'm like Huh Got such thing called Gay on uh. uh-huh, uh-huh. So like I didn't realise that I mean like Deep down I knew that Like I like both Male and female But I never really knew The word bisexual mm. Yeah And mm. so like I was first Introduced to the word Like gay Lesbian And all mm. that Before I was introduced To the word bisexual mm. How old were you then? Mm, I was around P6 Which is 12 Okay Okay. So when you started realizing that you are bi, right? Mm. How did it feel? Was there any conflict? Did you feel any like 
was it a struggle? Did you feel any like you had to, you know, have a trouble accepting yourself or anything like that? Mm, that definitely was a struggle. I think when I first realized that um, I like both males and females. At that point, um, what a lot of people were saying that it's just a phase, mm. yeah, or what a lot of the articles on the internet were saying mm. that just like oh, it's because like you know you're going through um puberty and then mm. like you know your hormones are developing right. so like and all that kind of stuff lah like just blame it yeah. on the hormones right <laughs> and so that's that's kind of like the school of thought I took on like just like ah like maybe it's just a phase you know like maybe like I I'm not exactly lost cause because okay. I still like men yeah so yeah. maybe like after secondary school like these hormones will settle okay. down and I'll find a man to fall in love with or whatever okay so yeah. you give yourself that hope lah yeah okay <laughs> have you do but do you think like being you were from a girls school right yes. all girls school do you mm. think being in an all girls school had anything to do with encouraging you liking girls or mm. being attracted to girls definitely not and okay. actually the funny thing is because. Uh, I mentioned that like I started realizing that I like females um, around P six, right? Mm. So that was when the O levels was happening, and then like everyone P six was PSLE, sorry PSLE, right? PSLE yeah. sorry yeah. So that was when PSLE was happening in P six, and then um got my PSLE results. Mm-hmm. Had to choose a secondary school, and I actually chose specifically chose a CHIJ <laughs> school or like an all female school because like just because it was so notorious for like the uh. oh it's the lesbian school uh-huh, yeah uh-huh. so I was just like ah yeah if I go there then maybe I'll find more people like me you know mm-hmm. yeah maybe like it was like the, maybe I won't feel so lonely and okay. maybe I'll fit in right yeah. so you're looking for like a sense of belonging and you yeah. thought the all girls school uh, okay cool, mm. cool cool but so when you started realising that you were bi did you come out to anyone? Did you share with any of your friends about this? Or mm. how do you deal with it besides the internet and Bing? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mentioned it to my mom once. Okay. Uh, it was because like I did all those like trashy surveys, right? Mm. So I just like casually asked her like, while she was cooking in the kitchen. I asked her like, Hey, mommy, what if I actually like guys but I also like girls? Um, then how? Uh? Mm. Like, what would happen to me? How will you think of me? Then, um, obviously, as an Asian parent, she just kind of brushed it off. Mm. She said, hey, don't say this kind of thing. Uh, not real one. Uh, we'll pass one. Uh, no such thing, no such thing. Okay. Like, oh, okay. Lor. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, so, in primary school, I didn't have anyone I could turn to or come out to. Mm. Um, but, in uh, sec one was when I started to explore my sexuality a bit more. Mm-hmm. Like, there was, there were like, this, there was this particular girl I was very much attracted to. They spent like majority of our time together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then so like I realized that I had feelings for her, mm-hmm. but I didn't know how to approach it because um, like the people in that clique were all very Catholic. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Then after <laughs> that, so um, one day like I accidentally let it slip lah. Uh-huh. Okay. And you see this as a rec- recurring occurrence in my life. I just let my sexuality slip and put myself in. Situations knowingly like, or unknowingly, unknowingly. Okay, okay. It was just like the oh, like we were cro- I was crossing the road, and then after that, um, and then like I was very troubled because she wasn't replying to my messages, and I was taking it like more, <laughs> like I was just like it was just damn dramatic to me like oh, why she don't Let's reply drama, me. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like oh, why she don't reply me? I think because she like, she know I like her, then she think I lesbian, then I damn stalkery and creepy, or is it because she don't want to be my friend anymore? Mm. Yeah, then I like wow, fussing over it. Then the then her friend was like. Hey, like, why are you so stressed? Then I was like, ah, she don't reply me, eh. Then she... Then I had a friend, like, joking me. I was like, hey, you like her, is it? <laughs> then I was just like, yeah. And then? And then she looked at me. Then she... Oh, she was there? No, no, no. Oh, um, oh, the, the, the girl the in question okay. wasn't there. But the friend was like, huh? 
you like her? And I was like, oh, back. I said it out loud. So uh-huh. I was like, ayala, I like her lah. Then she, hi, a lesbian, eh? Me! Then she ran away. She ran across the traffic jungle. Oh, eh. shit. Then dramatic. I was just like, what's the morning? Just like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah, and then... How I, old were you? 13. 13. Okay. So it was quite traumatizing. I was just like, oh, oh God, I'm going to lose all my friends in a single day. I was just like, ah. And oh. so, like, I immediately ran home. And like, I didn't reply to anyone's messages that day. So yeah. 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 Wow. Mm. Wow. Thanks for sharing that. You know, I think it's very common. Like I went to an all girls school as well. Mm-hmm. And my first initial kind of like dealing with it, mm-hmm. I I remember as well, same twelve years old mm-hmm. was when I started realizing like no, actually I realized when I was five. <laughs> it started okay. dawning on me. Uh-huh. I kinda like knew already but then at 12 then it's the should you come out to your friends question you know and then same thing my small circle of friends like we were like three best friends like that same thing they were like lesbian lesbian you know so then it made me feel like oh man I have to hide myself I have to hide I can't I can't I can't tell them you know and because of that I remember also like I would not be physically close to Mm. my friends because Mm. I'll, I'll be afraid that they might like sense it, mm. you know, and then like, like you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But did that affect you in terms of your development or how you your relationship with yourself? Mm-hmm. I think at that point, um, I was looking. I was actually looking for a way out. I was just like, I don't want to deal with this crap anymore. Like, why am I losing friends? Like, mm. why do I, um have feelings for these people that I do not want to have feelings for mm. and um, so it was very much like I, I just kept developing feelings for people mm-hmm. and I was just constantly so scared of telling people but you see the lucky thing about being a bisexual is that it's so easy to pass is it? As straight. Uh, oh, just, pass as straight. Okay. Pass as straight. Okay. I, I thought just, you meant like have the feelings pass. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. Just pass as straight. Just uh-huh, be like uh-huh. a, oh, uh, no la. Oh, actually he's quite handsome. Uh. Then like sometimes like, right. you know, if I say like, actually that girl quite cute, then my friends will look at me like, then I'll be like, actually like, her boyfriend is so quite hot. Uh. Then okay, they're just okay, like, okay. Ah, okay, okay, at least that's normal, at least that's normal. But that, that was before they officially knew. Yeah. Okay. So okay. actually in secondary school, I never really came out mm. to um, anyone within my close circle of friends. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Do you prefer to pass? Mm, I think at that point, um, like as a as a teenager and mm. all that, like I felt like a sense of belonging was really very important to me. Mm. So of course there was like a lot of performativity involved, mm. like the uh, just pass as straight, uh, yep. pretend to be who you're not, mm. and stuff like that. Yeah. And sometimes like um, the performativity gets a little intense, where mm-hmm. I feel like. I might be overcompensating a little just to appear. Meaning really what? Like you wear like super girly dress yeah. and all. Oh, really? Okay. okay. Uh, yeah, I hated wearing dresses, uh-huh. but like I would do it just to like appease fit people in. and fit in. Like uh-huh. like the girls would be like, oh, let's wear like skirt tomorrow. Now I'm like, ah. now I'm like gagging, wow. right? And I'm just like, okay, mom, lend me one of your skirts. I'll just wear it. Okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. How do you? But how do you deal with that? Like, you know, how did did it affect you at all? Or you you were fine with it. Mm, I felt like I cycled myself into being fine. So okay. like, it was a very unhealthy coping mechanism. Mm. But then again, I was like 15 and mm. all that. Um, I just, I think like the affirmation just mattered so much to mm. me. You know? okay. And like, 
because at the point like um, the self doubt was very rampant already and the mm. self rejection yeah especially knowing that you clearly don't fit in with yeah. like you don't f- quite fit in either ends like you know like obviously in a um, all girls school there were like um, female and female couples mm. that were very um, like out and about like um, queer seniors and stuff like mm-hmm. that and like I don't quite want to f- I don't fit in with that because like I'm too straight for the gays and too gay for the streets. Mm. Yeah, so like, I don't fit in anywhere. Right, I'm just right, like right. a class on my own. Just right. there. So growing up, you didn't know any other bisexuals except yourself? No. Okay. Yeah. Or maybe they, they just didn't have the courage to come out la, or be yeah. open about it yeah. at that point in time. Just for the conversation So did you date any guys when you were young? Actually, I did. Yeah? <laughs> um, dated. I... The first person I dated was actually a guy. Okay. Um, I was peer pressured into being that guy. I'm so sorry <laughs> if you are listening to this. I'm so sorry. You're a fantastic guy. Okay, <laughs> really great. But I was just so sorry, bro. Um, yeah, I was actually peer pressured into okay. being with him. Okay. Uh, cause everyone's like, ah, yeah, we're so cute as a couple. Uh-huh. And I was just like, oh, okay, well, so yeah. like. I just didn't want to be physically intimate with him. I didn't okay. want to have a whole hands. Okay. Didn't even want to kiss him on the cheek and yeah. stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. So, but you didn't find him attractive, lah. That's why. Mm. Okay, but you. Okay, but do you... Would you do that with other guys? Would you be intimate with other guys? Or mm. it's more like you just can find them attractive, mm. but you cannot bring yourself to be intimate with them? Mm, I think earlier in life, it's just like the... Uh, like, like, boys intimacy, are gross. like boys are gross. Like boys are gross, go and shower. <laughs> but actually, like, um, a while back... Actually, not a while back. I actually was in a long-term, like, committed relationship with a guy okay. who actually knew that I was bisexual. Mm. Yeah, and it was... um. I think, yeah, it was actually, like, a very healthy relationship. Mm. So, yeah, it wasn't that, like, I found him... It wasn't, like, a sexual attraction thing or anything. Okay. Like, it was just, like, attraction on, like, all fronts. But y'all were together and it was a sexual relationship, lah. Yes. Okay, cool. Mm. Yeah, okay, two very interesting questions from there. <laughs> How do your partners feel about you being bi? Um, actually... Thank goodness, like, none of them ever had the, oh, like, you're bi, so you cheat on me. I think, like, for the, for the male partner, um, he was a little wary, la, like, when I, um, like, he, I think, cause his friends thought that way, so he was kinda wary, mm. but I think the important thing that we had between us was, like, a lot of trust. Wow. Yeah, because, like, we started off as friends, and mm. then, like, he knew me as the bisexual girl on set. <laughs> And then so like that was actually why he didn't even want to approach me to like uh-huh. ask me out at first, uh-huh. even though like he had feelings for me. Yeah. Because he'd just be like, Lisa's not even into me, she's not even into men. <laughs> yeah. But then he just just like shoot his shot lah. Uh-huh. Uh yeah. So he was actually very there was a lot of trust in that relationship. Okay. And um sometimes when I think a girl is hot, I'll be like, eh, she can't hot. Then he'd be like, Yeah, no bad. <laughs> even yeah. after you all were together. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um but then for the female partner. Mm. The funny thing is because she prides herself as a ghost star lesbian. Uh-huh. So she can never see herself like being intimate or and um uh-huh. like physical or even developing yeah. feelings for like yeah. any man. Sorry for, for people who are not like understanding right, what is a ghost star lesbian? <laughs> a ghost star lesbian is essentially um a person who ad- and identifies as a lesbian mm. and has never dated like a guy ever. Okay. Why does that make them a gold star? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta ask internet culture. <laughs> I wish I knew. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Very yeah. Interesting. Like a medal of honor, I think. Like mm. a, uh, never dated a guy. Never went there. Mm. Never defected mm. to the other side. 
<laughs> okay, so how many like male relationships have you had? How many female relationships have uh, you had? I think male relationships were two female ah, secondary school, and three, four, okay, maybe okay. more on the female side. Okay, cool, yeah. cool. Why am I saying cool? Like it's better to <laughs> have more female <laughs> relationships. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but mm. like, interesting thing is like I actually know like a couple of bisexuals who have never dated uh, women before, but they identify as bisexuals. Mm. And That's then, like, interesting. It's yeah. so interesting because they actually feel a certain sort of guilt when they say like, "Oh, I'm bi," but then they never date like females before. So they're apologetic for being bi. Yeah, oh. they're apologetic oh, so for being identifying on, yeah. as being bi. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I've dated a lot of bi girls in my past. And how was yeah. that experience? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I used. I actually used to have this um saying, this motto that I came up with. Yeah. Don't date a bi if you don't want to cry. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> that was my experience, man. You know. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. I can see where you're coming from, though. Because like actually um, on on the apps, I won't uh-huh. I won't list names of apps, but mm. on the apps, um, there are I mean like there are like queer friendly apps and there are like dating apps that are specifically skewed towards the female dating female kind of mm. target audience. Um, and actually on those apps, right, you have a lot of like straight girls that are just there to see what's up. Mm. Yeah, and I've mm. known of like the so bi curious. Yes, the bi curious. Okay. Not to be confused yeah. with bisexual. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So bi curious means that they're curious with being about being with a girl or what it's like, mm. but they've never done it. So they're just like a tourist, lah, basically. Basically a tourist. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And I've had so many friends who've gotten their hearts broken. Yep. Seeming <laughs> one of those as well. <laughs> Yep. I don't know man I just tend to attract them Like Moth to flame I don't know why It's like All the ones who wanna Just you know Try and experiment mm-hmm. Yeah It's weird <laughs> Yeah But were there any Like red flags Like did they ever Tell you at the start That it's like You know what I'm just like In it to See what's up Or was it actually Do you think that There was some form Of emotional attraction On their end Probably I don't know man Um, The ones that are Coming to mind <laughs> <laughs> Oh no <laughs> It definitely wasn't an emotional attraction mm. at the beginning, lah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would say the initial was not an emotional attraction. Mm. So, hmm, how did this just flip on me, man? <laughs> I don't know. You wanted a two-way combo. <laughs> yeah. <Bouncing back>. So, <laughs> so I'll tie chi it back to you. Uh, okay. 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 <laughs> yeah. So okay. Very very interesting. Because, no, I, I love this conversation because, right, mm. it's like changing my perception of things and my stereotypes that I've been holding for a long time as well, mm. for a lot of my life as well. And, I mean, I've never sat down and openly spoken to a, a bisexual person like that and like, mm. so where are you really coming from? Are you just here to play or what? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, do you ever feel guilty oh, for, for like, no I find it more like a like for me it wasn't like a oh I'm bi and I'm I'm attracted to like men and women and stuff mm-hmm. like that and I must sleep with both but I think for me it's like a if I like you I like you law mm. yeah so mm. like yeah so like there wasn't ever like any 
guilt in being bisexual, mm-hmm. actually majority of the guilt comes from being attracted to females. Mm. That's it. Why? Yeah. Because like, it's just like, you know, you just psycho to think that it's not normal or it's oh, not natural. Okay, so okay. it's like it's almost like the struggles of just being a queer person that mm. like, oh, I like women and I also like men. Mm. I like the I like men part is like completely cool, you know, because it just feels so um socially acceptable. Mm. But it's the other half of me that I find which is like actually not just half like like seventy percent where I'm more attracted to women. Mm. Like that's where like a lot of the guilt and like self doubt comes from. Mm. Yeah. What is the self doubt about? Like the um uh, the first one would be am I a female doctor? Mm. Like the am I doing my parents justice? Because like um I've heard like a lot of um people in my parents' generation speak. Mm-hmm. Like aunties and uncles and stuff like that. And then like mm-hmm. when they talk about like queer people or let's say like if they see like a celebrity on the news that is like um they just came out as gay and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Then they'll say this one thing in Chinese like the which is like how did their parents raise them? So you see like in a very like traditional <laughs> Chinese mindset, like it always reflects like people always bring it back to the upbringing, so mm. they bring it back to the parents. Like you see, like you see someone with tattoos, and it's mm. like, oh, the parents like never teach them well, uh. mm. or like the so if they become gay, right? It's like the or like the it's like wow, the parents never raise them well, or the ne- the parents never teach you manners and morals. Mm. Right. So like a lot of filial piety is somehow tied to that. Mm. So yeah. now your parents know that you are bi. They know you I think are. They guessed it lah. Oh, okay, yeah. so but it's not something you openly talk about, or it's not something you came out to them about. No, not really. Okay. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The other question that I had for you was, when you are with a guy or in mm-hmm. a guy relationship, right? Mm. Do you feel okay? Because right now you present to me as a little bit more masculine. Yes. Right. More. I mean, andro masculine, yeah. right? So when when you're with a guy, do you actually become more feminine? Mm-hmm. See, like, yeah, that that's that's a part of performativity I was talking about because, um. I feel like I have to present myself a certain way. So, mm. like, when I was dating him, like, I just completely ignored, like, the bisexual part of me. Like, I was just like, hey, that girl quite hot a bit. That's it. But then, like, um, this androgyny and all that, like, it actually has been like that since mm-hmm. I was very young. So, I've always been more, like, tomboyish and stuff like that. Mm. But, of course, like, there were a lot of pleasures to be more feminine. Yeah, so, but the funny thing is when I was with him, um, I found myself wanting to present myself as more feminine mm. just so like questions won't be raised or like his parents won't say anything and stuff like that la. Like, but on his end I felt like he was completely like okay he's just like the be who you wanna be babe like, mm, that's really cool you. yeah it's yeah. really sweet but like on my end it's just like me like the I have to present myself this way mm. like wear dresses and stuff like that mm. yeah and funny thing is like when I dated when I started dating uh, my female partner it was a complete switch. And, you and became like, the man. Yeah. <laughs> you became the guy. Yeah, and like, it's just like the, oh, okay, now I feel a bit safer to embrace my androgyny. Okay, so yeah. let me ask you, what is the truth for you then, actually? What is, what's real and natural for you? Definitely, like, the androgyny. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, as someone who identifies as trans male, it's been challenging to find a high-quality men's barber and grooming salon that's as inclusive and welcoming as Sultans of Shave. For this reason, Sultans of Shave has become my quintessential barbering destination. 
It revolutionizes one of the oldest trades with its contemporary style as a modern-day gentleman's barber offering impeccable shaves, fabulous fades, and deluxe cuts. And I just love the passion and precision its barbers wield. It's become my personal sanctuary because I'm all about the art of grooming. And if you'd like to also get it suave at Sultans of Shave, you can save $5 off your first appointment when you book online with my code JAMIE5. And you'll be in good hands, I promise. Could it be like because you felt like you needed to fit into a mold of what social norms are like because you're the guy, so the guy has to be with a girly girl kind mm. of thing? Yeah. Actually, like, that's a very interesting point you brought up. Um, yeah, I think it was a lot about fitting in the mold because, like, if he's a dude, then like, if I look like a dude, then people are be like, eh, "What's going on with that couple?" You know, <laughs> yeah. like, so I'm just like, "Okay, I'll be the girly girl, I'll be the uh-huh. other more like submissive one, and be like that." Oh, where you wanna go? Okay, lor. <laughs> like, let him make the plans and uh-huh, feel like the uh-huh, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, but like, um, but how do you feel when you were that when you, when you were in that mold? Do mm-hmm. you feel okay? Like this was comfortable for you, or? was something inside you mm. rebelling against it? I think that was always like something inside that was rebelling okay. because um, a lot of the I don't know if dysphoria is the right word but a lot of the dysphoria I felt was that like the oh you're like it's unfair to him because mm. I'm pretending to be someone I'm not I'm not so like the he doesn't know the full me, like, right. he doesn't see the full me. But he knew what he knew the full you. Right? Yeah, but like I never wanted to show. The extent him, of yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, like, I just didn't want to scare him away, you know. So you didn't bring out your ding dongs and all that. No, 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 no. I was just like, girly girl, submissive. Okay. Listen to the man. Oh wow. Yeah. How how did that feel, man? Um, I think there was a lot of like struggles because I hated wearing dresses for one. Um, just something I can't quite put a put a name to it. I just hated it because I feel like it makes me feel not me mm. I think it's something like how I express myself like it's just not how I intend to express myself mm. like me and a polo tee and pants mm. like this is this is very me mm. yeah and like even when I was young like I actually felt um, I actually realised that I was a bit more like androgynous like very early on in my life mm. um, when I was young like I realised that like when I play games like I prefer like male characters mm. I prefer to dress like guys um, I'll buy like boys clothes mm. I'll day boys toys mm. yeah so I definitely lean towards more but when I dated a guy I felt like I had to put that part of me to mm. die right yeah do you think it will ever be possible to actually be yourself 100% with that tomboy kind of look and, and vibes that you you are mm-hmm. and date a guy and it having and it working well like that do you think it's even possible mm. just like a weird crash yeah I'm like I don't know if it's because of the stereotype mm. or like because I felt like our own constructs maybe yeah, yeah. like it's just like an inti- institutionalized thing mm. in me right that like I just feel like it's damn out of place mm. yeah, I just can't like, imagine that yeah okay so now right what's next for you do you how, how do you see your relationship with your sexuality do you see like maybe one day you might um meet a guy, fall in love, and then get married, that mm-hmm. sort of thing, and yeah, what do you see for yourself? Um, okay, because right now, I'm in a very happy relationship with um, my partner, Shamin. Mm-hmm. So, I think um, this is the road, the route I'll be on for a while, la, and I do hope that uh, one day, 
you know, like get married and all that lah, and to be completely accepted mm. in in Singapore. When you say get married, you mean to a female? Yes, okay. get married to a female, um, and like settle down and have just mm-hmm. like that life. Because mm. like every time I think about settling down, it's always like oh, go overseas more. Mm. Like settling down in Singapore as a queer couple just feels impossible mm. at mm. this stage, and I don't think it's gonna change in a while. Interesting. Even for for you as a mm. Are you a millennial or a Gen Z? Or? What am I? <laughs> okay, wait. So you're 22, right? Yes. Okay, so I mean, you're a completely different generation and in, in my like understanding and opinion, it's, it's a different world right now and we're so much more open and yet you still feel that it's not possible. Mm. Wow. Okay. Because of your own feeling or because of society or mm. family considerations? Hmm. I feel like it's all three. Like, I mean, family definitely plays a part because um, I just don't know how I'm going to respond to the pushback that will imminently come from them. And like, even for like, I think it's just for myself as well because I just feel like as long as I'm in Singapore, I feel like I cannot be who I truly am. Because, like, the people already know me and stuff like that. Mm. It's just, like, the people already know me. Mm-hmm. And I've already presented myself as a certain way to them. So, like, coming out and all that, like, I have to... Can I just... Yeah, like, I just feel like I cannot be myself in Singapore. When you say coming out and all that, like, aren't you out now with your friends mm-hmm. and... I mean, m- maybe not family-family, but mm. at least with your circle of friends and all that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but also, like, I actually had, um, ever since I started dating my partner and I came out, um, there were just a lot of friendships that I had to let go. Really? Just because, like, it's just wasn't aligned anymore. As in, they were not supportive of you dating yeah. a girl? Really? Yeah. Wow. Even though they knew, kind of knew conceptually that you were bi? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and the the response I've gotten from them, like after coming out, was just that, um, just wasn't very positive. Yeah, and there was a lot of like the oh I didn't know and stuff like that, or like the oh it's like a it's a very like love the sinner and but hate the sin mm. kind of thing. Like the um I love you but I don't approve of your lifestyle choices. Mm. Yeah, like that's one thing that pissed me off. Like when yeah. they say lifestyle choices. Mm. As we all know, there's so much going on in the world today, and we're all dealing with a lot of challenges just trying to get through this pandemic. So I'd like to take a moment to share with you about Safe Space, an organization that connects users with counselors, including LGBT-friendly counselors, for online and offline counseling sessions. So if you're feeling stressed, burnt out, or having relationship or marriage problems, and you need to talk to someone for help, don't hesitate to reach out to their professional therapists at safespace.sg to book a counselling session and improve your mental well-being today. So when it comes to bisexuals, people often think that it's a choice. Okay, Mm. personally, I tell you, this is my perspective. Mm. Personally, I envy biases. I envy bisexuals because I feel like you'll have a choice. You know, and there's a part of me that feels like I wish that I was bi, mm. and I wish that I had that choice to be able to be with a guy and be 
normal. Mm. There is a part of me I will admit that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you see that it's a choice for you? It's just I feel like for me it's easier to conform. That's it. Um, I think choice at the end of the day is it's just whether you want to live right by yourself or like do you want to be the person that you fall in love with or do you just want to compromise and kind of meet yourself halfway. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So where are you? What point are you at now right now? Mm. It's just kind of like the I'll be me. Okay. Cool. <laughs> cool. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So if there's one thing that you can dispel like, a myth about bisexuals, what would it be? Or what would you want to say to people? Um, I think it would just be mostly that we are not frivolous people. Um, you don't have a choice. I think like um, a lot of what queer people are facing, that we face too. Mm-hmm. And like honestly, wouldn't we all just want to be able to be normal in the eyes of society and not put ourselves through this whole um, oppression and all that. Mm. Yeah. So I think at the end of the day for us, like, I wish people knew that like it's not much of a choice as much as people think it is. Mm. And that um, just because someone's bi doesn't mean they'll cheat on you. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> if they... How how does that correlate anyway? I don't understand. Uh, like the, it's um, like if you, even if you're like hundred percent star lesbian, yeah, you, you still cheat, you right? still have a pension to cheat if you want to. What? Yeah. So I don't get it. <laughs> Why does know. it mean that if you're bi, you're more likely to cheat? I don't I don't I understand. Maybe because people just associate it with having a choice, and then you have a bigger pool to choose yeah, from. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. Like okay. a, uh, you kind of get all the fishes in the mix <laughs> not just the one that came okay, yeah. to you so the word that comes to mind for me right is greedy. <laughs> <laughs> greedy so yeah I will admit that I have that perception also okay, okay. that like buys are greedy uh-huh. <laughs> and I think it's quite common like, yeah, right yeah. sadly <laughs> yeah so you don't think it's about being greedy lah no eh. okay yeah okay hmm. cool what's about being bi what's the best thing about being bi Best thing, yeah. Right? Choice. <laughs> you have all the fishes. <laughs> um, what are we by? Is that? I don't know. I just find both ends attractive, law. Yeah, more to choose from. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You do you, man. <laughs> Woman, whatever. <laughs> yeah, whichever it is, right. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you identify as bi and mm. not lesbian, nor queer, nor pan. But mm. bi. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's me. Cool. Cool. Mm. Bisexuality. Nice. Anything else that you want to share about mm. this? It's very rare. I mean, by chance we met, right? Yes. And I honestly, personally, I don't have many bi friends left. Because <laughs> the few that were, you know, kind of like ended up getting married, having children and all mm. that. So... Yeah, so I, I, it's, I, I don't have the opportunity to have this kind of conversation mm. with like so openly with someone who's by and then talk about these things mm. and these issues. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I feel like another thing about being bisexual is that like a lot of people think it's just a phase. Like, I mean like you, you yourself mentioned that you had a few bisexual friends who mm. ended up getting married and having kids and just yeah. settling for the straight and narrow, right? Yeah. yeah and I feel like... Um, that's sadly the truth for I think not just bi people lah, but a lot of queer people. Mm. Um, really? Yeah. Um, queer people just, can turn straight? It's just like the settle down and just like pray the gay away. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. Was, was that ever the case for you? Praying the game. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh, and I think it's especially easier because, like, it's so funny because, like, um, I'll pray about it, right? Then a while later, like, I'll find myself being attracted to a guy and I'll be like, oh god, is this you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, and then after that, like, I'll find myself attracted to female again and I'll be like, oh, that's the de- devil tempting me. Ah, yeah. Okay. So, you would you say you are religious or were religious? Mm, I would say that I actually am a pretty religious person. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, which denomination? Christianity. Okay. Yeah. How do, so still, you still feel that you are still re- religious mm. right now. How do you then reconcile it all? Mm. I feel like it's a constant journey to learn to reconcile it, but I don't think I started on the best footing, um, which is unfortunately the case for a lot of um, queer Christians or, you know, like, yeah. Uh, I think reconciliation is something that I constantly have to work towards. I feel like it's not just a one-off thing. Mm. And of course, like, there are always the thoughts of, like, the I'm not holy enough, or that I'm not living my life right enough. Mm. Um, like, you know, the Bible says this, like, my Christian friends say this. Mm. Like, uh, yeah, it just constantly feels like I'm reaching for something I can never get. Mm. Sometimes, because um, the standards seem to the moral standards just seem to be set by those who are really straight and pure and holy mm. and so like for the queer people it's always like they take one step so you can run two steps okay yeah you mentioned that you didn't a lot of queer people don't start off on the right footing what do you mm. mean by that? Mm. I feel like whether at which point in their life they came to Christianity like Obviously, for a lot of people I know, like it just never—it was just never the case of like they go in and they come out to their church friends and then everything is swell. Mm. Yeah, there's always like a pushback. There's always um some form of fights. There's always confrontation. Oh, yeah, and like like literal confrontation. Yeah, oh, okay. like they'll let sit you down and have a pastoral talk. Oh wow! And like okay. tell you about what why what you're doing is wrong. Mm. Yeah. And like even like especially for those who grew up in very um, religious households, mm. um, yeah, like it's just like they just had no choice but to conform because it just feels so um, inbred in them. Like since they were young, mm. and the funny thing for me is that I actually chose to convert to Christianity. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. From from what? Um, my family was my family was a very devout Taoist. Okay. Yeah. And then at what age did you convert? I actually converted to Christianity when I was 16. Okay. Mm. Uh, what prompted that? Um, it was just... I think this seeking for a higher calling in my life. I just... I guess just this yearning to want to belong somewhere. And also, uh, I at that point just believed that there's just so much more to life than just living for yourself. Mm. Like, yeah. At that point, you already kind of knew you had... Uh, tendencies, right? Mm. Okay, so you willingly, knowingly, consciously chose to convert mm. knowing that it's wrong in the eyes of Christianity. I think I was just too young and naive to not consider that. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. so for me, it was like the... Um, this faith feels right. Okay. Like, it's something that I believe in. Like, mm. there's, a, there's a creed that I can 
not creed lah, something that I can believe in, mm-hmm. something that I can bite in, and mm. something that I find a lot of comfort and security in. Mm. Yeah, so for that, like at that point, that was what I had in mind when I converted into Christianity. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And it was just the pushback that came at a later time from mm. the community. Okay. So were you, were you very involved in your like church and that sort of thing? Yeah, I was actually. Um, and were you out and open with them? No. Okay. I wasn't I actually wasn't out until later in my poly life where um I met friends who were like you know cause it's like uh, film school so a lot mm. of uh, various types of people around so yeah. you're just like I am not I'm no longer the odd one in the very middle. diverse odd. yeah it's very diverse <laughs> so I just like ah, nothing nothing to lose lah uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah but um yeah so like at that point like I just I never I was never out and about to them it was like an open secret let's not talk about it okay yeah Okay. Hmm. Alright. Okay. Interesting. So are you still active in church? No, I'm not. I actually left church. You left church? Yeah. Okay. okay. I walked away. Right. Mm. Are you comfortable to talk about why? Mm. I think... I mean... Yeah, it's just that I walked away because I felt like the alignment just wasn't there. And I felt it was just so agonizing to have to put up with um, the comments that people make about um, queer people. Mm. Yeah. And the funny thing is like, I actually... In front of you, not knowing that you are. Yeah. Okay. And then so I'm just like, if they can say that about other people, that's exactly how they feel about me. Mm. And like, I felt like complete utter crap. Mm. Because I was just like, the people that I care about. And the thing is that I was so involved in church, right? Mm. I, I basically considered it, it as I grew up in church. Yeah. And then like we're always like, oh, we'll grow up and grow old together and all that kind of stuff. And then like for me, it was just like a yeah, yeah, community where I belong in, like for once in my life. Mm. And then like to suddenly have that realization that I don't quite belong here mm. because that's how they feel about people like me. And if they only really knew, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I this journey also in terms of religion, mm. the journey of religion and reconciliation has been something quite significant for me as well and it's 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 you know it's like you want to be close Mm. to god you want to be close to um you want to serve as well but because there's all that layers of judgment and condemnation that makes it very difficult for Mm. for you to want to be there and you almost feel like you need to be like a martyr kind of thing, yeah. you know? And like, you, oh, I'm doing this for God, you know? Yeah. I'm like suffering inside, in silence, and not mm. being able to be my true self or, mm. or share my true self with people. Mm. And that's part of like the cross to bear, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I get you, man. I feel you. Yeah. yeah. And like, I just wish people didn't have to go through that. Yeah. Yeah. There is a church in Singapore that is... Yes. Friend, gay friendly, right? Yes. Yeah. Freedom Have you been there? Actually, no. I was thinking about going there, but then circuit breaker happened. Oh, okay. The Freedom Community Church, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've not been there either, but I've heard about it. Yeah. Mm. And like, this is very rare mm. in the Singapore context. And I and I and of course, like they themselves have experienced a lot of backlash. The church. Yeah, and a lot of like. Horrible, horrible, horrible comments. Mm. I'm just so glad that there is a community like that in Singapore. 
Yeah, but I mean, I don't know, man. For me, it's like, look, religion is supposed to be about, should be about love and mm-hmm. acceptance mm-hmm. and empathy, you know, and and kindness yeah. and forgiveness. When religion becomes not about that, to yes. me, that's very problematic. Yes. Yeah. It is. And sadly, like, I feel like a lot of people use religion to justify their own um, prejudices prejudices and, and biases like, yeah. yeah and it's like oh it's because the bible said this or because like uh, the prophets say this or whatever it's just like mm. yeah yeah if it's your own thought Karen they just say it's your own thought la. own it right yeah like, <laughs> like, why you gotta blame Jesus man <laughs> Jesus just never like that ain't me so <laughs> don't say that <laughs> yeah 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 I know man yeah cool yeah. yeah okay this has been interesting and enlightening Thank you. Thank you for being so open and coming and sharing. Um, yeah. Thank you. Any parting words for the audience to enlighten them more about what bisexuals are all about? Um, <laughs> I think at the end of the day, we're just humans. Mm. And we all are. Yeah. I had no idea until this year that there was a celebrate bisexual day and oh. week. So I think it's, yeah, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know, it's time to like get rid of all the stereotypes mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. celebrate and embrace them as well as part of the family. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So thank you, Licia. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you again to Licia for coming on the show and opening up and sharing your experience as a bisexual in Singapore. Like most of us, bisexual people just want to be understood and accepted for who they are. I hope this episode gave you more insight into what bisexuals are about and what they're not about. They're not necessarily greedy or indecisive or more likely to cheat on their partners. You know, they're just made that way. They're attracted to who they're attracted to and that's okay. If you'd like to connect with me on Instagram, find me at Jamie Nones, J-A-M-I-E-N-O-N-I-S. And be sure to follow Spectrum Podcast as well. Find us at Spectrum, S-P-E-Q-T-R-U-M Podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Until next time, I pray that you always have the strength and courage to be who you are and know that you are beautiful and loved just the way you are. And remember that no matter what you might be going through, There's always a rainbow around the corner. Stay strong, keep the faith, and take care, my friends. 